Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors Roundtable. It's a three. In and out. Rebound. Payton. Out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball above the break. Here's Kevin Dana. Right and Gary St. What up, y'all? Good evening and welcome to Warriors Roundtable on 95-7 The Game. Kevin Dan alongside Gary St. Jean. In case you don't know me, I'm the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors going into year number 10 with the C-Dubs. And I'm sure all of you know Gary St. Jean in case he needed an introduction, which he doesn't, former Warriors head coach and GM. And here to make sure this show doesn't go off the rails on my Barrier Sports Talk radio debut. But Gary... As a guy, I, I don't want to age you or myself here, but when I grew up, you were the GM of the Golden State Warriors when I first became a fan of Golden State, so this is an absolute honor for me to be doing this show with you. How are you living tonight, Gary? Well, Kev, you're starting off by making me feel old, uh, <laughs> which I already am, but that's okay. And, and uh, great memories with the Warriors, and it's just uh, really exciting to – chat about this year's warrior team what a what a great start it's been a rough couple years the the COVID and everything going on and the injuries but this team has really got it together and I know we're going to chat about a lot of individuals and a lot of team concept things that they're doing really really well yeah, no, we got a lot to get to tonight. But first and foremost, we want to hear from you, the listener. You can call the show, 888-957-9570. We're going to get to the win over Charlotte. We're going to get to the pool party, the 31 points against the Hornets. We're going to talk a little bit about Clay and Wiseman's impending returns. We're going to check in on the rookies who, in addition to their mop-up duty yesterday against the Hornets, they also played in a preseason game for the Santa Cruz Warriors at Chase Center. So we'll talk about Kaminga and Moody as well. But first, since this is our first show of the year, Gary, let's just talk about, from a general standpoint, the Warriors, a 6-1 and one start. Obviously, it is a bit of an easy schedule to start the season, kind of the tougher games backloaded, but you still had to face the Clippers and the Lakers, not in that order, to start the season. And they're 6-1, and one, tied for the best record in the NBA. And I'm watching the Heat right now, and they're getting pasted by the Celtics at home, so they could very well be 6-2, and two, and it could be just Golden State and Utah at 6-1 and one in a matter of an hour or so. 
Well, if I didn't see this score, I would have told you that the top three teams in the league right now were Miami, Utah, and the Warriors. And now Miami will slip down a notch, being down 18 in the third quarter. But uh, as you noted, uh, you know, some teams that, that maybe are below 500 that they've been able to take care of business. But you know what? At the end of the day, you just look at that W column and the L column, and it's really, really going well winning some close games, taking care of others in, in good fashion. And there's been some constants, Kev. One, yep. uh, the ball movement and people movement. Number one in the league in assists. Uh, Steve Kerr just loves the basketball IQ of this team. And then you look at the defensive end, and they're much more active than they've been the last couple of years. Draymond is invigorated having Steph out there. And I just love the small ball lineup. And they're taking care of the the boards. Last night they had fifty plus rebounds and and thirty uh, thirty three assists, I believe. And then the other thing that that would really is a big key to this early success is the new bench. And uh, we've got some older guys, but I'm telling you, they they've got that high basketball IQ, and uh, it's it, to me it's a perfect fit for this team. I I just love it. When you look at Damian Lee, like five or six games in a row with double figures, then they bring in Bielitsa and Porter, two veteran guys. Iguodala brings back that veteran-savvy leadership. Juan Toscano-Anderson and Gary Payton's son. How about what he's doing? So we haven't even touched on the young guys that uh, you mentioned. And, you know, you've still got Clay and Weissman to come back. Yeah, there's just so much depth on this team, especially compared to the end of last season when the Warriors, albeit they found a really good groove with just eight guys that they were playing when they went on that 15-5 and five stretch to get into the play-in, but they were only playing eight guys. And now this year they have 10 guys who have averaged at least 13 minutes a game and have played more than half of the games this year. So that has been a really welcome sight to see. But I want to go back to what you were saying. You made a point about the small ball lineup. And what's impressive to me about the small ball lineup is how well they have rebounded something you also mentioned. They gave up six offensive rebounds in the first half against Charlotte, only three in the second half. They are out-rebounding teams by an average of about four and a half per game. And, And Coach, you were a guy who liked the small ball lineup when you were coaching back in the day, and it wasn't something that was exactly around a whole lot back then. But what attracted you to that kind of style of basketball, and how have you seen the Warriors been able to rebound so well despite playing such a small ball lineup? Well, way back in those days, there were a lot of big centers. There were a lot of low post play, and we didn't really have any power guys in the low post. Years ago, when I was in Milwaukee with Nelly, we had Bob Lanier. But when we came out to the Warriors, we really didn't have anybody in the low post. So we were on the hunt for guys that would rebound, run the floor, play defense, pass the ball. And we found a number of those guys, and, and we didn't say go from the mindset we had to play seven-footers. And we kind of changed the dynamics of the games. And, and we made we, it was the reward you gave your team. You know, we get a stop. Well, the stop is when you deflect it, get a steal, or you get that rebound, as you noted, Kev, and that gets you in the open floor, and that's your reward. And that's where I just think that's so big with this small ball lineup that you're seeing gang rebounds. You've had a couple rebounds, uh, games where Steph Curry's had 10 rebounds. I mean, 
That's that hasn't happened in the past, and you got a lot of other guys that are willing to put their nose in there. You you talk about guards. Don't stay out by the three point line when the shot goes up. Get back in there and get the long rebound, long shots, long rebounds, and then you get in the open floor, and that's where the most dangerous, and that's where they racking up the assists. It's just uh, you know it's just great to watch. But the defense really sets the tone, and I think Steve has done a terrific job. Points of emphasis about the D, and they they trust each other. They get out there and defend the three-point line. If they get beat out off the bounce, they've got weak side help coming over to to help them in good fashion. So uh, it's really fun already to watch this team play. Yeah, it is a ton of fun thus far. Just one more note on the rebounding. They are second in the NBA in defensive rebounding percentage. They are collecting 79% of available opponent misses. And that number is just through the roof, especially when you don't have the biggest lineup out there. It's one of my favorite statistics to look at, defensive rebounding percentage. And when a team can clean up the defensive glass, it, it just creates a nice warm spot in my heart. And they have done that very very well this year. Well, we want to hear from you, the listener. Again, call up 888-957-9570. We're talking about the 6-1 and one start. We'll get into the Hornets game a little bit later on. We'll get into the rookies, the returns of Wiseman and Clay, and we'll get into the rest of this homestand. But we want to hear from you. What has stood out the most to you about the start of the season? Feel free to call us up, 888-957-9570. Again, that number, 888-957-9570. And one of the guys who really makes kind of the small ball lineup go, if you will, is Draymond Green. And one thing that's really been impressive to me about Draymond Saint is that He's been looking for his offense a lot more. He's been a lot more aggressive. He's averaging 8.7 points a game, up a little bit from seven last year, but it it took him a while to get up to that seven points per game last year. And He's been looking for his offense a lot more, and he still has a very high assist total. Of course, the defense has been great uh, as well. But when Draymond is looking to score, that really opens things up for this team. Yeah, it really does, you know. Uh... I think mentally and physically, he's reinvigorated. Uh, he's in great shape. I think he feels really great. Um, he, you know, he's, he's a guy that sets the tone for this team. He's the heart and soul. He does all the dirty work. Uh, you know, we call it a point power forward. And he brings it up after a defensive rebound. You get your wings out there, and he makes great decisions. He's great on dribble handoffs. Uh, if there's overplay on the wing, he's a great backdoor passer. Um, you know, on defense, when he's weak side low, it's like he's the the maestro of the defense. He communicates with everybody. He's ready to rotate. Uh, he's a great pick-and-roll defender where he can switch, guard a small. He's never intimidated by any bigs. And, uh, heck, he, he, he even talked to Steve last night to, you know, about uh, Steve wasn't too thrilled with the first quarter. And, heck, I, I'm not one to talk about body language. Back in my day, the coaches were really demonstrative. And, uh, you know, Steve was maybe just sitting back in his seat a little bit. And I'll be gosh darn if Draymond doesn't go over there and said, Coach, you know, we need your energy. Well, the next thing you know, Steve's giving him a fist bump and he's fired up. And, I mean, he just love it. I mean, Draymond just checks it all off. He, he's He's terrific. Yeah, no, Draymond really got 
Steve Kerr kind of settled down there. Actually, this is something that Coach Kerr mentioned in the post-game press conference. I believe it was Anthony Slater who asked him, well, we saw, really saw you give a, a big fist bump there at some point in the second half. And Kerr mentioned that he was frustrated by the first quarter performance. And, and this is what he had to say about it. I don't, but the first quarter I was, I was so disgusted with our play that I was pouting and my body language was terrible. And Draymond even told me that. And I was kind of embarrassed. I was like, you know what? You're right. I was just, you know, after all the turnovers, I'm just sitting there like, fine, fine, whatever, you know, and acting like, like they were on their own out there. I, it was not my best moment as a coach. And it was great for, for Draymond to remind me that they need my energy too. And so maybe that fist pump came after, after Draymond mentioned that. Yeah. Great to see Steve give that emotion on the sidelines as the Warriors get that win against Charlotte. We're going to talk about that game, the win over the Hornets, 114-92 to after the break. But first, we need to let you know that the Warriors are teaming up with Kaiser Permanente to turn points into meals with Swishes for Dishes. For each point the Warriors score this season, 100 meals will be donated to Bay Area families in need. Visit warriors.com slash swish to learn more. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this Warriors win. Feel free to... Call us up on 888-957-9570. Again, 888-957-9570. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. Each and every member of Dub Nation has a seat at this table. If everybody would please take your seats. The Warriors Roundtable has returned on 95.7 The Game. Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Warriors Roundtable hanging out with Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean on a Thursday evening. The Warriors coming off that 22-point win over Charlotte Wednesday night to improve to 6-1 on the season. Of course, we want to hear from you, the fans, about the start of the season and the win over Charlotte, 888-957-9570. And we'll go to line one where we have Junior, Jordan repping the nickel dime out of Union City. Jordan, what's up, man? What's going on, KD? Gary, how you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Thanks to have you. Uh, great to have you on, Jordan. 
No, thanks for having me. First off, congratulations on the new show. Um, and, you. you know, I just wanted to say, I think the, 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 the best thing I've seen from the Warriors so far this year is how they've won games. Like, all these games have been different. They've had, you know, good shooting nights and stuff. You know, obviously, Charlotte game wasn't the best. They still finished with a 16-0 run to win that one. Uh, you had games where there's big leads, and you kind of fizzle out, and you got to grind them out. Uh, they, they've just come in different ways this year, and I think that as a team, you know, like seeing that early and seeing that, hey, we can win all different types of games, it just goes a long way, especially down the stretch when things get tighter. Hey, Jordan, you make a great point. Thank you for your call. And, Gary, I, I think that's a really interesting point that, that Jordan brings up, kind of the diversity in winning this year that Golden State has. You know, there there was a, a stat I read in both the Dieter Kurtenbach's article and Anthony Slater's article on the win last night. Of course, it was a game in which Steph only scored 15 points. That last year when Steph didn't score 30, they were 11 and 14. Well, when Steph doesn't score 30 this year, it's a small sample size, but they're 5 and 0, and that kind of goes to the depth that we were talking about earlier, Gary. Well, Jordan's right on, and, and as a coach, you love that because you, you can't you know, depend upon Steph, you know, to, to get 35 every single night. He's had some fantastic games, but then, you know, a game last, last night where he's not shooting well, but he, you know, gosh darn it, he, he winds up giving you, you know, eight rebounds and nine assists. And, uh, and then you got all your guys chipping in. So as, as a coach, when you see Lee and Peyton give you that off the bench and a solid game from Draymond and, and pools, big night, so you're saying, hey, you know, we don't have to have a special game from Steph. And then he had previous games where he wasn't shooting well in the fourth quarter. Well, heck, nobody's concerned about that because he'll take care of that business. So they win in different fashion. And I think that that just earns respect from the opponent because you just can't lock in on Steph. I think they're doing a great job reading. When he's being double teamed, they call it a double drag. It's an early offense look. And they're double teaming the second screen. Well, he's finding people out of there for a layup or 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 three, and also he gets the hockey assist where he hits the open guy who hits another guy. So, you know, they're just they're checking off all the boxes, and and uh, Jordan's right on. Hey, since you mentioned it, Gary, would you like to see the hockey assist become part of the official box score? Oh, heck yeah. I grew up in, in, in Massachusetts. I mean, you know, I'm a Bobby Orr and Esposito guy. So uh, there you go. anything like that is fun for me. <laughs> well, you mentioned that, yeah, it wasn't Curry's best night shooting. He did a lot of other good things. The man who did have it going shooting-wise was Jordan Poole. He got off to a slow start shooting-wise, just 9-37 from three. He missed 15 straight threes at one point before hitting a couple in a row against Oklahoma City. But after the game, after he had 31 and hit seven threes in the win over Charlotte, Jordan Poole talked about why his cold shooting start to the season didn't discourage him. Sometimes they don't go in. I play 2K a lot, all the time. Sometimes they don't go in. You know what I'm saying? So we shoot all the time in practice and in the game and workouts. We play, like I said, 82 games. Like it's just going to be some nights where they don't go in. And that's what I had to learn as a shooter uh, very early on, especially being with Steph and Clay. Like just some nights they just will not go in. And then, you know, you'll get back to your regular schedule program and it'll be all right. 
He well, he got back to his regular scheduled program last night. Seven of sixteen from three. And Gary, here's the thing about his early season shooting slump, if you will. Thirty-seven three-point attempts is not a very big sample size. So if you miss fifteen in a row like Jordan did at the start of this season, it's really going to skew those numbers. Uh, And I certainly wasn't concerned at all about his shooting. The difference to me with Jordan Poole this year is that when he wasn't shooting well, he was still scoring it. Like Going into last night's game, he was averaging 14 points a game, which would be a career high for him. Now, he averaged 12 points a game last year, and it took him getting on a real heater at the end of the season to get to 12 points a game, and that's when he was shooting it well. When He, he was shooting 45% from three over the last five games of this season. Well, he wasn't shooting well to start this year, and he was still scoring because he's able to get to the cup. He's able to get to the free throw line he's able to blow by defenders he's playing with that force that coaches talk about he is moving very well without the ball but especially with the ball in straight line drives and and it was only a matter of time before the shots started to fall for JP well you look at that young guy and and you know he had a swag his first year and he had a lot to learn and uh, smart people listen and he listened to the veteran guys and the word is that he puts in a lot of extra time before and after practice. Draymond really compliments him on that aspect. Now, he his minutes were down a little bit because his defense wasn't where they really wanted it to be. But when he's locked in, I think he's got a bright future on the defensive end. He's got good quickness. And, and Kev, you made a good point. He's not just a three-point shooter. Uh, when people are running him off the line... He's got a good pump fake and a good quick first step to the basket. I think he finishes pretty well. And uh, and then the other thing is when he's on the floor and they do get those defensive rebounds with his speed, he gets out on the wing. So, you know, yeah. reward yourself with some easy baskets. And, uh, you know, pretty soon the, the time will come that he learns how to get himself to the free throw line. But I, I just think he's made a, a terrific jump and, He's one of the keys to this early season success until Clay comes back. They need those uh, secondary and, and third, fourth scorers, and he's certainly fitting that bill. Yeah, no, he really is. And I want to get to the defense in a little bit with Jordan Poole, but first, again, a reminder, call up the show, 888-957-9570. What are your expectations for Poole when Clay returns? That's a, a question for, for you, the listener, to ponder, because Clay will be returning, we think, about, oh, seven, eight weeks, something like that, somewhere in December, January, potentially. Of course, there's no official return date set. But, Gary, to get back to the defensive a point that you made, right now, when he is cooking offensively, he is cooking defensively. And last night was a great kind of example of that. In addition to the 31 points, he had four steals and seven deflections. That is just a, a huge number, seven deflections in addition to those four steals. And, and it's kind of one of those things as a young player, you see this more with young players, where if they if their offense is going, they're going to be a lot more engaged on defense. Kind of the next step for those young players to take is to be that engaged on the defensive side of the ball when your shot isn't falling. Well said. Uh, you don't want it to be in that order that you're having a good offensive game, which kind of activates your defensive game. Uh, you got to bring that energy and focus every night. 
and follow the scouting report. Like if you're uh, on the left side of the floor and you're guarding a guy out there, you don't want him to get right, to get middle. You have to understand left hand, right hand. Which way does he go to finish? If he's right-handed, does he go all the way to the hoop for the layup? And when he goes left, does he like to pull up for the jump shot? Is he a drift shooter? Uh, is he an a, escape dribble guy or do you, does he use screens well? So all these things he's learning. He doesn't have all those answers yet, but uh, the focus has to be consistent. And when you're playing with guys like uh, with Draymond and Andre Iguodala, they uh, not only the coaches, they're going to hold him accountable and they, they will be up in his grill and telling him what he's doing uh, that he can do a better job at. So, that's growth. That's the positives you're going to see. And I'm just excited about him. You know, you watch the Boston Miami game and Tyler Heroes off to the oh, six man. man of the year award. Yeah. Well, can't you envision when, when Clay comes back that uh, Poole can go to that role as like a six man? Uh, you know, I think Jordan could fill that role. So uh, it's exciting because you can't have too many uh, good players that can score the ball. Yeah, I'm reminded of the great song by the Prodigy in the mid-90s, Firestarter, because I think Jordan Poole can be a fire starter off the bench when Clay does return. But we got to take another break coming up in a little bit. But first, Dub Nation, want to cheer on the Warriors when they face the L.A. Clippers in Los Angeles on November 28th? Access exclusive ticket inventory close to the action and discounted lodging through the Road Warriors package presented by Pivot Travel Rewards. Visit warriors.com slash pivot to sign up. We got to take another break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about GP2 and the impact he had on the game last night. Gary Payton the second with his most meaningful minutes of his Golden State Warriors stint in his second year with the Dubs. We'll talk about Clay Thompson's impending return, James Wiseman maybe a couple of weeks away or so, and we'll check in on the on the rookies Moody and Kaminga. Y'all have all that to look forward to and more on Warriors. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. If you've just joined us, 
Don't worry. We saved your seat. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. At the Warriors Roundtable on 95-7 The Game. Curry behind the back. Wait, stops it, pops on the way. Ridiculous three on the white sideline. Now, here's Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Me and Dee Lee, we met actually uh, that summer going into the draft and uh, worked out night and day with uh, C. Far, Chris Far, and uh, you know, it's just looking back at it now. Guys, is in the G. You know, I played against Juan, D. Lee. You know, it's just it's just been a journey. You know, we think we think back like a few years ago. You know, we were all in the G. You know, trying to find our way, carve our way. Uh, you know, to a spot. And it's just so happy that we we're all on the same team. And it's just a great feeling. You know, you put in the work, and you know, this is what you get out of it. That is the voice of Gary Payton the second, and what a performance he had against the Charlotte Hornets. 14 points on 6 of 9 shooting, but it wasn't the shooting that people know him for. Although, I must say, that dunk over Kelly Oubre Jr. was quite spectacular. It was the three steals. It's his ball pressure that he brings. And Steve Kerr even said after the game, Gary, that he has earned a spot in the rotation after that performance. Well, I'll tell you what, Gary Payton, his dad, is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, he had a swag, and he was as tough as they come. He set the tone. Uh, he was one of the great defenders of the 90s. He just relentless and just had that Oakland toughness about him. And I can see a lot of his uh, trademark uh, defensive prowess in his son. He just uh, he gets at, boy, can he pressure the ball? And uh, I didn't know he had that kind of hops. The last two games, he's had a couple of dunks. But uh, he brings energy off the bench. Everybody brings a little something different. And uh, he just has that ability to, to get up in people's grill. Uh, his hands are great. He's a smart defender. And st when he came out of the game last night, uh, Steve just about hugged him. Uh, yeah. that, that's how happy he was with his performance. And uh, kudos to him. I'm happy for him. You know, he had an injury. He had to come get healthy and then get back into the rotation. And he certainly uh, has earned minutes right now. That he certainly has. Now, I've seen a ton of GP2 in the G League. Uh, he handed the Santa Cruz Warriors quite a few losses, whether he was playing with RGB or South Bay. But one thing he was good for in the G League is a steal and a slam, whether he's picking someone's pocket or playing the passing lane and then a thunderous dunk. So I, I had seen that part out of him. I think the thing that kind of kept him on the fringes of the NBA for so long was the shooting. He's a career 27% three-point shooter. This year, it's a very small sample size, four of six, and he was two of four last year. So he's a 60% career three-point shooter with the Golden State Warriors. But obviously you need to take a lot uh, more shots to see how those percentages play out. But that being said, there are a couple of cases, and I know we play in the modern-day NBA where you got to shoot 45 threes a game as a team. Now, I was looking back at uh, the 99-2000 Golden State Warriors team that you coached, uh, Saint, and uh, I think the Warriors averaged like 13 three-point attempts a game. John Stark at 4.9. Starks, I should say, 4.9 three-point attempts a game. That was considered chucking it back then. But so I, I think kind of the normal kind of conventional thinking is if you can't shoot the three, there isn't a spot for you on the floor. I 
I think if you bring what Gary Payton the second brings to the team, or even when when Juan Toscano Anderson was not known as a three point shooter, what guys like those bring to a team without the shooting, I think there is a space for them on the floor, even if they don't shoot it well. And Juan shot forty from three last year. He's shooting forty from three this year, and Gary's off to a good start. I, I don't know how you feel, Gary, but when you bring those kind of intangibles and that defensive intensity, I don't care what you shoot if you could bring all that other stuff. Isn't it ironic you're talking about two Oakland guys? You know, uh, I I just, um, one, I I love their toughness, their commitment to defense. Uh, They understand how to play the game. Uh, Steve was using an example this past week. When you watch video or film, uh, you can see a, a player's feel. He knows when to cut. He knows when to screen. On defense, he knows when to uh, rotate. He's a, he's a count early. And and these two guys, you're using great examples. You don't have to be a knockdown three-point shooter. Um, you know, you can be a facilitator to create a shot for somebody else. Here's a good expression the Warriors use. If, uh, if I have a fair shot, I'm going to pass the ball to you, and you might have a good shot. Now, the guy over there in the corner might be wide open and have a great shot. And that... that um, is a great point of emphasis that the Warriors use. And uh, so you don't have to just be a passer to another shooter. You can dribble, penetrate, and then make the defense contract. And if they don't stop you on your penetration, obviously you're going to try to finish at the rim. But if the defense shrinks or contracts, then you're going to pitch it out to your teammates for open threes. And uh, both of those guys have those characteristics. And uh, you just, just love the success that they're both having. And that is but one reason why you talk about the extra passing that that Golden State is averaging 29 assists per game as a team. We saw glimpses of GP2 in Summer League. I I broadcast Summer League games with R.C. Davis, senior radio producer of the Golden State Warriors. Always a great time with him out there in Sin City. And GP2 was fantastic in Vegas. He played a game in Sacramento as well. And so we saw these glimpses. But always the question is, does Summer League translate to the NBA regular season? And more often than not, a lot of times, it's no. I mean, a guy like Josh Shelby was 2011 Summer League MVP, uh, unable to stick in the NBA. But he made that translate because that kind of hustle, that kind of intensity, that kind of slap the floor defense it translates that effort translates and we saw it with Juan Toscano Anderson who was on the similar path with he really impressed people in the G League then summer league and then got his shot with a two-way contract and and then got called up for real for real to the big league dubs Damian Lee kind of went through the same process and these were all the guys that that GP2 mentioned that some of these things are translatable even if maybe the the scoring isn't at first. Well, I don't know of any coach from back in my generation or the today's coaches that uh, don't love guys that just bring it defensively. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it just, it provides energy for the team. It, it really, uh, it, it's a winning ingredient to have. And uh, his teammates respect it. Guys love it when they see, Guys playing like that, diving on the floor for a loose ball. You talked about deflections before. Uh, Those are all things that are charted during the course of the game. And they're praised the next day 
whether it's a team film session or whether it's an individual film session for a player. Uh, it's just it's winning basketball, and, that, and that's what you're looking for. Yeah, that is exactly what you're looking for. Hit us up here on Warriors Roundtable, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. A question for, for you to ponder at home. What nickname do you like the best for GP2? Of course, his dad was called the Glove. A lot of people going back to his days at Oregon State called him the Mitten. He was interviewed on uh, the NBC Sports postgame show, and he said that people are calling him Young Glove, and he likes that, and I like that one too. I'm a big fan of Young Glove. I'm going to call him Young Glove. Uh, I, I just got to know if it's spelled with an O or without the O, like like some rappers used to spell it without the O back in the mid-2010s, Y-U-N-G. Is, is there an O or not? I, I got to know. But what, what nickname do you like for him, Gary? Oh, I love that. I think that's great. Hey, you know what? He should feel he should feel terrific if guys are calling him that because you can't get a much better compliment. You certainly can't. Well, we, we've talked a lot about the guys who are impressing so far this season. Let's talk about some guys who haven't had a chance to hit the floor yet or 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 much. And we'll start with obviously the big one, Clay Thompson hasn't played since game six of the twenty nineteen NBA finals. Against the Toronto Raptors, has missed the last two seasons with a torn ACL and then the Achilles injury that kept him out of last season. Still working back from that, but we've seen him slowly make progress in returning to the court. Now he's been working out in full uniform pregame. And Gary, I guess, how long do you expect it to take Clay to return to kind of full Clay Thompson when he does get back out there, be it in December or January? Well, they, they showed a clip of him today, you know, shooting before the game yesterday, and he had his uniform on. And uh, one of the guys made the remark, they said, well, that wrist looks fine because he was knocking down threes. I mean, he, I think they said at one point he made like 14 straight or something like that. Uh, so I'm not worried about his shooting at all. Uh, he's a very intelligent veteran player. You know, what we'll be looking at um, – in the beginning, we'll, we'll see how his lateral mobility is. That's an understated uh, great aspect of Clay's game. He could defend um, multi-position. He could guard the ones. He could guard the, the twos, the threes. And uh, some nights he guarded the ones that were uh, really a challenge for Steph. And we'll see how that is. You know, with the ACL and, and the, the Achilles, we'll see how that reacts. But... Uh, I'm really optimistic. Here's here's the great news. No rush. Make sure, if anything, the team will be more than cautious with him. If he said he's ready this week, they'll wait another two weeks, uh, the way I'm looking at this, because they're, they're not, uh, not going to risk any type of injury uh, for him with his comeback. I, I And can you imagine? Uh, I think Steve's already said he'll be coming back when he comes back for a home game. Yep. Can you imagine the crowd, the the ovation oh, he's going to get? I mean, uh, it, it it's going to be, uh, it, it's really going to be a, an uplifting thing for this team. And I'll tell you what, the league, all the other teams know. Okay, you know, in my mind, I I look at the West, and for me right now, Utah's the best. Phoenix has had a little bit of slippage, uh, but I like them a lot, and and I have the Warriors in the top three. 
Denver, you know, they're playing okay, but they don't have Murray. And you look at the Clippers, they're playing okay, okay but, uh, you know, they don't have uh, their point guard. They don't have Leonard. So, you know, uh, the Laker guys are collecting Social Security. Um, you know, I, I just uh, – the West is, is brutal. I mean, it's so hard. But I, I just think the Warriors are really put together – to have a heck of a regular season, and I'll bet they're going to be really strong in the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see what this team looks like come April when you expect both Wiseman and Clay Thompson to be full go. And in the meantime, their teammates are more than taking care of business at 6-1. One of the, the big reasons why Gary Payton the second with that performance last night. And speaking of GP2, we got Eric in Berkeley who wants to talk about Young Glove. Eric, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Loving the show. Uh, can't get enough Warriors, you know, this early in the season. Um, exactly. There was a, play, a couple plays last night that I think kind of highlighted for me why I'm excited this year. Um, GP2, and I think it was Jordan Poole also in the third quarter, both cut back door on Kelly Oubre for wide open uh, either dunks or layups. And, man, just what a contrast to last year when this team was trying to figure out the offense. You know, Oubre never really clicked. And uh, seeing that happen in the third quarter, the young guys clicking with the offense, cutting back door, wide open. Oubre's, you know, looking around like a deer in the headlights and, and buckets in the third quarter. So, um, man, I'm excited about this team, and I think uh, most Warriors fans are too. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for the call, Eric. And, and yeah, that that was really the, the the sequence that that you're talking about. That third quarter, really, where the Warriors started to pull away because it was an ugly first quarter. Got down seven, kind of fought their way back to to make it close at the ha- at half, where they had a one point lead. And then in the third quarter, they just put the clamps on, held held the Hornets to to 15 points in that period. And GP two and Pool really a, a big reason why. Yeah, you know, you know what? Uh, that that's a great analysis. I, I got to share with you. There's a reason why they're getting four or five back cuts a game. One, they space the floor beautifully in the half court, and they're not standing around. Uh, they move without the basketball. And what happens is you see defenders uh, looking at the ball and losing sight or feel of their man. And if the ball's up around the top of the key, when you got guys like Draymond and Andre Iguodala up there, all they got to do is, is just read the play and see the daylight. Now, the key is for a young player, like these two guys you mentioned, to understand to back cut. Because when, the, when their defender, when they see he doesn't see what, where you are, there you go. You take one step out, and then you cut hard back door, and you're looking probably for a bounce pass uh, so you put that hand out to catch, and you love that. Uh, that's great stuff because that really puts the defense on their heels. That makes them then be more conservative, and that's been something that's been a trademark here early in the season. Yeah, it's part of the quote-unquote beautiful game, as they'd say in soccer, that the Brazilian national team plays. It's the beautiful game that, that Golden State plays on the NBA hardwood. Let's go to line two. We got Chris in Castro Valley. He wants to talk a little more GP2. What's up, Chris? Hey what's, hey, what's going on, guys? Can you hear me okay? I'm on the freeway. Yeah, we got you, Chris, loud and clear. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of build on the GP2 conversation. I've had my eye on that guy for a few years now. Um, and I just kind of, you know, I heard you mention he 
uh, was a 27% three-point shooter, and obviously everybody's game, you know, grow with time, and I'm sure he's become a much better player than he was three, four years ago. But I just wonder why somebody like him with innate elite defensive IQ, albeit maybe an underwhelming offensive game at the time, wasn't a thought on the roster in maybe 2017, 2018, because, you know, when I play NBA 2K, I'm building, I'm a perfectionist, right? My 10th man is a 90 overall. So that's not reality in the real world. But I look at guys like Quinn Cook, Ian Clark, you know, they can space the floor a little bit, but they literally offer nothing else, literally nothing else to the team. Unless, you know, you want to call Quinn Cook KD's best friend. So I'm just, you know, we got a good roster. We, you know, we have good players now, but I just kind of wonder about things like that with our management and Bob and co. And I just wonder, you know, why did we waste roster spots in contending years for six, six foot one players that can only shoot when they're wide open? Um, so I'll take your thoughts off air, but I don't know. I just think he should have gotten some run a little bit sooner. Chris, thanks for the call. It, that. You know, it's an interesting question in that you, you, the makeup of a roster. And he, he's, Gary's had cups of coffee, uh, uh, in, well, young glove, I should call him, uh, in, <laughs> in a couple of places. And it, it's just the right place at the right time. And uh, sometimes a team says, no, I'd, I'd rather have a shooter right now than another defender because I've got enough defenders on the floor uh, when you've got a Clay, when you've got an Andre Iguodala, and you had so many smart defenders, uh, you know, was underrated defender was Kevin Durant. And uh, so with that said, maybe it wasn't as big a priority, but I think right now Steve is, is really sending the message that if you want time, this is the way you're going to get it. And it's great to have, have a guy there that you don't have to play Steph more than 33 minutes and um it, it, i just i just think this is a great opportunity it's like last year with toscano anderson here's a guy getting a chance a hometown guy and he's capitalized it and i'm sure there's a lot of bay area people that are just fired up about this 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 is really a cool story yeah it, it really is and i guess to answer chris's question chris thanks for the call sometimes guys just fall through the cracks and you know the main thing I think that I've taken from broadcasting nine to 10 years in the G league is that there are 510 roster spots in the NBA. If you include the two way contract 17 times 30, but there are a lot more than 510 players who are NBA caliber players. And a lot of those guys who, who are 511, 512, 520th best players out there, they end up in the G League. And it's not like Gary Payton II was available all those five years for, for the, the Warriors to pick up. I mean, he in he has played in the NBA for each of the last six seasons, parts of those seasons. He's played with Milwaukee. He's played with the Lakers. He's played with the Washington Wizards and, of course, the Golden State Warriors. So he wasn't exactly always available but yeah it, it, it is curious to see why perhaps it did take him until his sixth NBA season for him to potentially find a home well we're running out of time here before we are going to send it off to, to Matt Kolsky on the other side Kolsky and company coming in your way at 7 p.m. we want to let you know that 
Warriors single game tickets are now on sale, including upcoming games against the Atlanta Hawks and Minnesota Timberwolves live at Chase Center, part of that eight-game homestand. A big homestand to start the season. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP. Representatives are standing by. Well, a big thank you to Sam Lubman, our producer. We got Craig Valentino on the boards as well on the ones and twos. For Gary St. Jean, I'm Kevin Dana. Big thank you to listening to Warriors Roundtable. We'll be back this time next Thursday night at 6 p.m. And for now, we send it off to Kolsky and Company. Have a good evening, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.